0: Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road That's where Traditional Medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at Medicinals.com forward slash mother's milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael
2: Cossman in
3: iHeartRadio
2: Podcast.
0: You know what I think? Is
2: funny. What's funny?
0: Where there's been a few times where we've woken up in the morning and whatever our dream was has really dictated how we felt about the other person.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because the other day I woke up and you broke up with me and you like went back to your ex-girlfriend and I was just blindsided. And I just remember it feeling so real and just like, how could he just blindside me like this? And I told Mike, I was like, and the worst part of it was, I was like, I had no prospects. Like, I just remember going through my phone being like.
2: You didn't even give me a heads up.
0: I didn't even have a heads up to even like think about who a prospect could be. But I was just like, nobody. And that
2: was the thing that she was the most upset about. (laughs) She was like, okay, fine. You, You left me for your ex, but damn. Give a sister a heads up so I can set some things in motion.
0: And then you're like. You'd have prospects. I was like, no. And I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know how we've always, you know, like when you're in relationships, you're like, I could probably text this person. But like, there was nobody in my dream. And there'd be nobody now. But I'm just saying there was nobody. And it was just, I woke up just being like, oh, I didn't like that. And then I was just like, how could you do that to me? And then this morning you woke up.
2: Yeah. Where you slept with somebody that we know. Scandalous. And we're, you're so unapologetic and unempathetic. You're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And well, it was times just like,
0: have changed. I woke up. and I was like, what the? F-
2: is your problem? I was like,
0: I know. I was like, you're what? A dick. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, good morning to you too.
2: I'm like, oh, yeah, good morning.
0: <laughs> and I was like, what did I do wrong to you last I had night?
2: Bad taste in my mouth about you this morning. Well, but then you get over it.
0: I just think it's funny. No, it is funny. Because. We didn't actually, I didn't actually cheat on you.
2: No. And it, you didn't
0: actually leave me for your ex. No. But the first thing you wake up, you kind of give that personal look like.
2: It's those vivid dreams that you have. Dreams are interesting.
0: Dreams are so interesting. But I also think dreams, which I'd love to get a dream expert on, because I'm so fascinated by dreams and what it means and, you know, why I was, you know, why did you dream about me having an affair with someone?
2: I think we talked to somebody early on in the show from us doing this show. Someone talked about dreams and they were describing it more as like metaphoric where it's just like, Oh, if you dream about a polar bear, that means you're sad or something like that. And I'm, and I just, (laughs) I want more, more than that. I want more than just like the metaphor around it.
0: Well, they say that, Whatever you're thinking about before you go to bed, that could also be what's in your dream. So, were you thinking that I was having no, an affair? Which no, is why that's
2: you, see, I I completely personally, I completely disagree with that. In my in my experience, yeah, where it's like things that I'll think about before bed, I very seldom dream about.
0: Well, we had this dream book growing up, and it was a gift I think that my uncle Ray gave to my mom, and. It was all about dreams, and it's crazy because you would look in this dream book, and even to this day, I think my mom still has it, but it's like torn to shreds and pieces missing because it's just this book is like this ancient witch book, right? Mm -hmm. And if you were to dream about like a shark, you go in there and you look at this dream book, and it's like, oh, yeah, I am kind of stressed out about money right now, or whatever like the shark represents, you know, or you feel like trapped or you feel... Interesting. I know. And so then you start to introspectively look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, Kind of. But then it's like.
2: But then th- does that also shape your, like steer you in a direction on your thought process?
0: Maybe. Or maybe it's something good. Like something's coming. But then Mike has like a, you know, one of your video game games.
2: <laughs> or like an alien dream. Which if I could take my dreams mm-hmm. and the next day be able to jot down everything in detail as vivid as it was in my dream, I would be the next michael bay like my dreams would be uh my them as movies would be amazing
0: i feel like you and easton would have like the most like marvel packed weird dreams
2: easton do you agree with this if our dreams could become movies
0: i don't know though like i almost feel like easton's like dreams are not what we think they are easton my
4: dreams are not exciting at all (laughs) They're, they're, they're not like it's like i have to like Build a go kart with my ex landlord. Like, that's like the dream. <laughs> it, it's very disappointing. What so, does that I'm, mean? Sorry to let you down, Mike, but
2: that is disappointing.
4: You know, it it's anxiety that manifests in really disappointing ways. Like, my wife has like crazy dreams where she's like being chased by a serial killer or like something so insane. And then mine are like always like, oh, I had a dream that I left my keys at home and I had to go get them and I was late for work. And it's like,
0: oh, man, yes. come on, these are dreams. You're like, come on. You're like, I'm the coolest. I have the greatest ideas. Like, give me some marvel. But no, I I have two reoccurring dreams. <laughs> like, the one is that I don't, I didn't graduate high school. That's one reoccurring dream. And I always wake up feeling just like a failure. Mm-hmm. And then, But it's like a constant thing where I'm like, oh, my God, I, I'm not going to graduate. I'm not going to graduate. Like, crap. So that's one. And then the second one is whenever I'm sick, and I've had this since I was, I like Jolie's age, I can remember. Whenever I'm sick, I've have I have like a dream of like a trailer or like one of those tractors like crushing me.
2: Terrifying. I know. Oh my god. This is this is a different thing, but it's it's along the thought of dreams, but it's more of like a daydream where I'll almost like relive a situation but the opposite outcome occurred. What do you mean? Where like Man, say I had a really good football game, right? And I'm like reflecting back on it. I'm like, oh, what if I would have dropped that pass? Mm. What if I would have done this? And it's like, I'll take my back myself back through the memory with the opposite outcome,
3: mm. and then I'll
2: like start feeling like the guilt or shame around. It. I'm like, that have sucked. But I'm like, no, 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 it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, you ever do that?
0: Mm, no.
2: Cool. (laughs) Just me.
4: I I do that all the time, Mike. I swear to God. Yeah, I do. Like I had a really bad relationship like 10 years ago uh, that like really messed me up. And Mm -hmm. I always think about like, I could like, what if I had gotten her pregnant or like Mm. gotten married to her? Like I always think about that and how different my life would be now because like I was just making some horrible decisions when I was with this person and like. I, I don't know I think about that all the time and then then I feel like oh I'm glad I didn't do all that stuff <laughs> Like I'm right because I'm, I'm happy with the decisions I did make It's like when you press on a tooth that kind of hurts, you know, like it's like a controlled kind of
2: mm. pain mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. But that's what it feels like.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if I could if I could if I do that like that would just I feel like that caused cause me anxiety like the what ifs and that's like mm-hmm. all right i went through that that sucks or that stunk you know yeah but if not or if i wouldn't have done this and i would it's like i oh i, I mean I yeah it definitely like it
2: definitely opens up a rabbit hole that you can start going down it's but yeah it is a what if train and for me it, it's primarily been sports related but there's also been times where like you, you easton where i'm like well man what if what if i never met janna you know what i mean like I can't imagine what my life would be like. It wouldn't be nearly what it is. And what if this didn't happen? What if that didn't happen? And it's just, yeah, it's crazy.
0: So that's what you, the, those are your, it's so interesting. Like those are the, cause I don't, I don't know if, I wonder if women, Becky, do you do that? Cause I don't feel like I do the, well, what if I didn't meet Mike? Where would I be? It's almost just, I don't know. Um, no, because that
1: would cause me anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I would have a actual panic attack. The what if mindset would like be paralyzing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I Same. I can't go down that path.
0: Which is so interesting. I wonder if it's like a, like mostly guys do that then.
2: That is interesting. I, I, I think I for no me, I think
0: we should have a dream um, expert.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. A thousand percent. I think, and they could probably touch on this topic cause it, it is, its kind of a similar relation between dreams and like this what if thought process and i think for me at least personally it's my way of reflecting and being able to be you know express gratitude for the moment to be like okay it's like i'm gonna take myself down this bad path of where things could be but then it brings me back to where i am today and be like man thank god i am where i am today you know what i mean like it's yeah
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just starting to think, like, what if I didn't, like, where I go, I'm like, okay, what if I didn't meet my crazy ex in the very beginning? And then what if I didn't meet you? Well, I'd be like, oh my God, then I wouldn't have Jolie and Mm Jace. And then I start to get, then I start to get anxiety because I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't imagine. Like, how, how, how could there not be a world without them? So it's like, I just go, like, kind of what Becky's saying, like, straight to just like anxiety. I don't like that what if. Now, the what if that I do do is like when I'm on an airplane, I'm like, oh my God, what if I die? That's the what if game I play all the time, which is like so bad. (laughs) Same. like so, there we go. That's what women do. Then the women are do like, what if I die? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm always like, am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? Well, what if I do die? Like, it because I'm like, oh god, like oh, my my kids, like you know they're young. I hope they remember me. Like I'm already writing letters. Like <laughs> if I die, you know. So it's like, <laughs> it's bad. So that's that's what women do. We go a little bit more morbid. You go like, you know, what if I didn't meet this, you know, right. Chick fil A drive through. <laughs> it wouldn't have hit the girl in front of me <laughs> by the way Michael is banned from drive throughs because not only did he scrape his car in a McDonald's drive-thru he Angeles. then just hit someone at a Chick-fil-A drive-thru I was like you are banned from eating <laughs> bad food even though Chick-fil-A is good but anyways
4: yeah I don't
2: have a good track record with
4: uh, the low blood sugar what's going on <laughs>
2: Well, the most recent one I blame on Jolie, but it's okay.
0: How do you blame our daughter?
2: She was asking me for something, and I turned around to help her.
0: And what your foot just goes on the and my
2: foot like slipped because I was like pushing on the brake till I reached back towards her, and my foot slipped and went forward and love tapped this car in front of me.
0: No, no, he didn't love tap. And here's the funny thing: he's like, I feel it like was a love tap. This is this is a very funny story because there's actually a, a comedy skit by Sebastian Maniscalco, and he talks about. Basically, the love tap, the the scratch, and you know, his wife's like, "Eh, "It's not; it's just just a little scrape." And he's like, "I'm really curious to see what my wife thinks is a little scrape." And he goes out there and he's like, "Whoa!" Like, you know, and he's like trying to hold back his Italian anger. And he's like, "The entire he's like the entire like door has to be replaced; like, it's not just a little like you can't buff it out." So Mike's like saying, "It's you know, it's going to be like maybe like a hundred dollars, like just a little like a little scrape. You could like use a a pen to wipe it out." So I look at his phone this morning or when he woke up and I was like, hey, you got a text message. It says maybe Jennifer. I was like, who's maybe Jennifer? And he's like, oh, that's the lady that I hit. So I was like, oh, I want to see the pictures. And so I opened it up. I was like, babe, that's not a scratch. I was like, that's like her whole back bumper.
2: <laughs> it was a scratch. Across the whole back bumper, but it was a scratch. <laughs> to each their own. Oh,
0: God. Okay, anyways, we're uh, let's take a break. But then we have... A really, really, really awesome guest. Um, Two guests coming on, Nate and Kaylee Klemp. So let's take a break and then we'll bring him on.
5: Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars. Shop Asian-American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store.
0: Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where Traditional Medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: We're going to be wearing masks for a while. It's important to have the right mask. Protect yourself and others. The N95 respirators can provide a big upgrade to your current mask. There are fakes and counterfeit versions, so you want to be sure you have the approved version. Secure Components guarantees 100% authenticity. Secure Components is a trusted source and provided support, PPE needed for frontline workers, and they are now available to the public. Go to securecomponents.com to order masks for you, your friends, and family, or your business securecomponents.com. Super excited to have these next two guests on our show. It's a husband and wife, uh, Nate and Kaylee Klemp. And I'm just going to let them kind of give their elevator pitch of themselves because they're both extremely accomplished uh, human beings and professionals in their world. So let's have them on.
0: And I will say they have a book out right now called The 80-80 Marriage, a new model for a happier, stronger relationship on Amazon. So excited to dive in on that as well. So here they come. Hello.
2: Hello. Hi. Hey guys.
0: Hi. Thank you guys so much for coming on Wind Down. We really appreciate it. Obviously, our podcast is very relationship focused. So um, yeah, when I you know started to just like read the breakdown and everything, I was like, oh my goodness! Like, a, I'm ordering your book right now, mm-hmm. and b, like, I'm just super excited to dive in. So
2: yeah, so we gave our our listeners a little bit of intro on you guys, but you know, you guys are such accomplished people in your own right. So I want you guys to kind of give us the elevator pitch of yourselves to our listeners because you can say it better than any of us can.
6: Well, my name is Nate Klemp. I'm a founding partner at Mindful, co-author of The 8080 Marriage with Kaylee. I was a former philosophy professor till I decided to get out of the acad- academia business and become a writer on mindfulness and marriage.
1: And I'm Kaylee Klemp, so co-authored 8080 Marriage here with Nate. And I'm also a leadership executive coach. I work with executive teams and individuals, looking at personality and all the tools of conscious leadership. Wow!
2: You know, it's it's so cool. Sorry, honey.
1: No, I was just gonna. No,
0: you go ahead. You go first.
2: Oh, you go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, we're such
1: we're such a happy marriage. <laughs> I was gonna say radi- radical generosity is everywhere right now.
2: Right. Um, I'll go ahead, honey. Okay. What I was going to say, when I was reading the breakdown, you know, I love the combination of both of you because, you know, with your background, Nate, and the and the mindfulness is such a big thing nowadays, especially with mental health and just meditation, those kind of practices really getting some momentum. And then Kaylee, with everything that you do and, and kind of helping, you know, the executive leadership and, and, and the Enneagram stuff that you're a specialist in that I read about, it's just so fascinating because it's like you guys are like the perfect blend of like what you want someone to like read a book from like literally so it's exciting to t- to talk to you guys about that and that you have a book around that
0: so because of that are you guys i mean please tell us that you guys still have arguments and you still fight
6: yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> definitely and uh well especially because this week actually today is launch day for this book Congrats. so we have been just like in this insane you know you guys have a book. you know what it's like that pre-launch period and simultaneously our daughter broke her wrist. Uh, There was like a woodpecker outside of our house (laughs) drilling into our wall in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, so we've had this like perfect storm, which has led to just, you know, some healthy argument and.
1: Exactly. All all the same, like for real, that's what's happening.
2: (laughs) Is that really your truth right (laughs) now? Because I see it differently. How
1: do you guys handle
0: conflict when you get in those situations?
1: So one of the things that we write about in the book that we definitely uh, advocate for and also practice is it's called reveal and request. And basically the whole idea behind it is reveal your inner experience. This is what's going on for me and then to make a request of your partner. And when we're in those conflict moments, I think it's really an opportunity just to be known because a lot of times I'm actually surprised that when I say something where I'm like, hey, this is what's going on for me and I would love it if you did this instead. A lot of times they're surprised. It's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm really sorry. And it's it's so fast. Why eighty eighty? Yeah, I'm such curious. a great
6: question. Yeah, well, so I think it starts with the precursor to 80-80, which is what we think of as fifty fifty marriage, fifty mm-hmm. fifty fairness. It's this idea that we're all really familiar with. That you know, the way to a perfect marriage in this modern age, where we're both equals and we want to be in love is to just make everything perfectly fair. And we tried this, man, did we try this for like a good decade, just like trying to make everything fair, trying to keep score. And it was like a total disaster. I mean, it almost ended our marriage. You know, it was, it was actually very painful. We can joke about it, but like yeah. the fights and the conflict and the feeling of resentment. And so, you know, when we interviewed couples for this book, we found that this really isn't working for anybody and that there are a couple of reasons for that. One, you know, when you're trying to keep score all the time, it's the perfect setup for all sorts of resentments. But also we ran into all this interesting uh, research in psychology while writing this book showing that we consistently overestimate our own contributions to the marriage and underestimate those of our partner. So basically, there are all these cognitive biases at work making it almost impossible to decide what is or isn't fair. So so I'd say that's really the starting point is that we're working against that background.
1: Yeah. So I mean then- from there where we go 8080 is basically saying if you're striving to contribute more than your fair share, the reason that that works better is because it gets contagious. So when both people are really trying to do more than just half Mm-hmm. then you get a spirit of generosity, of contribution, of appreciation. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, we we stopped at 80-80. We didn't say like go 100-100 because we also also think it's really important for each person to have their own purpose and some of their own things that are specific to them. And so there's a way that you go all out 80-80, try to overshoot the meme with your partner, but you have to keep your own purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: i love that because when you guys are talking about it i i think of you know i feel like you know uh, people today or maybe they'll they'll call it a generational thing if they want to say millennials or whatever where people have a more of a tendency to say well that's not my job why am i going to do that right and it's like because i asked you to or because it (laughs) needs to get done you know and it's one of those things where i think Jana and i have fallen into a healthy version of that where it's like yeah we have the things kind of like you're saying kaylee that we primarily do ourselves, but then there's things that overlap. So we've been maybe living some of the 80-80 without even knowing.
1: I, I bet you have. And it's, it's interesting actually, because I think what you're describing is when you actually get clear on some of those roles, it frees up a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. when you know, hey, these are the things that I do, and these are the things that Jana does, it actually, it relieves a lot of tension where you don't have to fight about each and every chore, or each and everything that you go, oh yeah, I take those, you take those, and there are a couple where we want to have a conversation. I totally agree with you, and I, I, for me, that's
0: where resentment goes away because when I, when when it's yeah. just like, I'm like, oh, I have to do this too, and I have to do this too, and I'm like, God, what is he doing? And it's like resentment just builds so much that then I start screaming at him about a lampshade. It has nothing to do about the lampshade. It has everything yeah. to do about this list of resentment that's been building. So, yeah, once we started doing the roles and be like, okay, you know, this is what the roles are. This is what it looks like. Are we happy? Cool. And it's been really good. I feel like we've had less conflict because mm-hmm. we've we've taken those on, and then we're not building resentment because I feel like resentment is so deadly, especially for you know for both of us. Because I brew anger, and I feel like resentment is pretty bad in, with addiction as well, right?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's a catalyst for a lot of acting out behaviors, no matter what your addiction is. And mm-hmm. Kay- Kaylee, where does the Enneagram stack up in all of this? Like, how has that benefited y'all's relationship? Because I know that's something that's also starting to take off. Because I I just heard of it probably just a couple years ago on an episode of our podcast when we had someone on. So I know there's it's it's newer out there. So how does that help you guys in your marriage?
1: Yeah. So the Enneagram is my favorite of all the personality models, and I've studied all of them. So you've got like Myers Briggs and the DISC and the Berkman. Why and is all it your favorite? Have- it's my favorite because it's about why. Why are you doing what you're doing? So not only do you get really predictable behavioral studies and really, really clear understanding of what people are most likely to do, especially when they're stressed, but it's about why. And that frees up a lot of empathy because when somebody's doing something, you're like, are you serious right now? That That's your strategy? There is a lot more generosity of spirit if you know this is what they're striving to do. Mm-hmm. So. For example, if somebody feels like they're being really controlling or really overbearing or super overly intense, but you know that they're an aid, a challenger, you can in some ways reinterpret that with some empathy where like, okay, they're striving to be strong. They're striving to make sure they have enough resources. How can I bring some mature boundaries and some compassion and also my own limits to the conversation, knowing that that's an effective way to have some respect. So and wh- wh-
2: what are you guys, what are y'all's Enneagrams numbers? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So my home base is one. So that's the reformer.
2: Okay. Um, yes, and I'm a nine, which is the peacemaker.
1: It's the best type to be married to. Yeah. Nines
2: are pretty mellow. Yeah, exactly. Shucks. Sorry, honey. I'm one below that. So I'm the challenger. Not... <laughs> You're the challenger. All right. Yes. We love eights. Uh, yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's a two. I'm
2: a two. And I'm an eight. Uh,
1: it's so interesting. That's a really common pairing. that we'll see really? eights paired with nines quite a bit and eights and twos. And you actually, I don't know how well you know the enneagram, but you run the line between eight and two, which is the service axis.
0: So what what is something to look out for in our
1: marriage with being a two and an eight? That's that's a great question. So one of the things to watch out for is that eights are typically pretty clear with their requests. Um, And so they'll kind of come at you. And as a two, if you're not mindful, your tendency will be to give more to someone else than to advocate for yourself. And so it can start to create a spiral where you're over giving, over contributing, and then I think you named it, Jana, a little bit earlier. It comes to sort of this dark underbelly of resentment, and so watching out for how you kind of hook each other in that way. <laughs> I mean, to a T. <laughs> I
2: mean, you just you spelled it all out for us, That's there. pretty good. Oh, that is spot be on. Be like a psychic or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: If I know your Enneagram type, I might also be psychic. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Because I mean, that's exactly what happens. Jana will get resentful because she'll see me taking time for myself i have more hobbies than you can probably even list and it drives her nuts but i'll take that time i know how important that time is for myself to kind of you know ground myself her i have to force her to do something you know because she just won't stop she'll constantly be doing something whether it's for the family or for work or for this or for that i'm like just take a second do something yeah. for you.
0: But then I get resentful when he's doing something for himself because
1: I'm like, well, I would love to do something for myself right now.
2: <laughs> but you're choosing to do something else. <laughs>
1: well, and it's so funny, right? Because the list of people who you could help seems to be endless. And so there's a like, I'll take time for myself just as soon as everybody who needs help has been helped. Well, shoot, that list is just never ending.
2: No, it's not. And Nate, what about you with the mindfulness, with your kind of history and that? How has that benefited y'all's relationship, you personally and and for couples that are listening to this?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say, you know, one of the most challenging parts of our marriage was about 12 years ago. Uh, I was finishing grad school. I had a serious bike accident. And um, I did not know how to deal with significant stress and significant challenge. So I kind of just collapsed under the weight of that all. And I got, you know, very anxious and depressed. And uh, we call those the dark years. I mean, it was really, it was a very intense time, and I knew that for me to get back into this marriage and into my life, really, I had to figure out how to manage my own mind. Which, you know, here I was, grad student getting a PhD at Princeton. You'd think that they would teach you that, but not at all, right? Like right. that was the one skill I had never learned. So, so that sent me on this journey of really starting to understand, like, what are the practices and technologies. We can use to essentially train the mind. Um, and it's been, you know, 12 or so years. And, and I've just slowly seen how I've been able to get back into full engagement in my marriage and my life and just sort of reclaim a little bit of control around my, my emotions, mental states, et cetera.
1: And, and I would say it benefits me in our marriage in that Nate has more space. So when something happens, right, you were asking us a little bit ago about conflict. There's mm. a space where he's just not nearly as reactive. He can sort of take that deep breath, bring some peace to it. And that helps us engage with each other so much more thoughtfully.
0: How does he do that? <laughs> I don't want to hear
2: it. I am, he <laughs> I am night and day no, different. I am night and day different. No, I will say. Because it, of my practice.
0: Right. It, is, it was the mindfulness. Yeah. Cause that, that definitely helps. Cause awesome. um, he's um, really, he was, was.
2: I still have tendencies. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah, not okay. perfect. No one's right, no, never so perfect.
0: But mm. um, to have that like really initial yeah outward <clears throat> um, reaction. And it's like me, I'm like, whoa, like can we just have a conversation. Like, I just want to like talk about this. Um,
2: yeah. So I can definitely vouch for that, that I, I've had the same experience Nate, where oh, just cool. taking, you know, which I've gotten away from the last probably month. but taking that time in the morning and doing some meditation and some reading has allowed me to have that space that you're talking about, Kaylee, to not react immediately and just be like, okay, wait a second. Let me process yeah. this just for a second. It's amazing how just that one second can change the whole narrative of that conflict.
0: How long again? How many years have you guys been married for? 15.
2: Yeah, 15, 15 as of what, 12 days ago. As of 12
0: days ago. Oh, congrats, yeah. you congrats. guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Was there... I mean, obviously there were some dark times in your marriage, but what's one thing that you've like, you still, even after 15 years, you have to be mindful of to, you know, to kind of look in the mirror and be like, I still have to work on this piece about this piece of me.
1: Yeah, it's such a great question for me. It's actually kind of central to the topic of the book, which is my mindset of fairness that I really easily fall into a thought process of. I'm doing more, I'm trying harder, that's not fair. And so I have to just consistently remind myself, I'm not seeing everything that he's doing, right? Like I'm intimately familiar with every dish washed and every trash can emptied, but (laughs) to remind myself like, how long did it take to practice those spelling words with our daughter? And as I do that and really intentionally shift to more of a framework of generosity and appreciation, it helps me kind of curb that tendency, but I watch it. It's uh, Yeah, it's like a uh, scorekeeping.
0: He says that to me a lot, like I'm, I'm keeping score. And I'm like, well, no, it's in my mind. I'm like, no, it's not about keeping score. I, but hearing that, I'm like, oh, no, that's kind of like keeping score. Yeah, it's kind of
1: like keeping yeah. score. And it's funny, in my tally, I always seem to be ahead. <laughs>
6: yeah.
0: Obviously. How convenient.
6: <laughs> I would actually just add to that. There's the scorekeeping piece, but there, for me, there's also something about like shifting from my mindset being about me yeah. and my success being about us and what's best for us together. Yeah. You know, I think we met in high school. We were sort of like type A, you know, really good students. We went out in the world trying to make our mark as individuals, and that mindset of kind of individual exceptionalism has been very hard to unlearn. Mm. You know, it's still there. Like, I, we still fall into it, you know. This is my thing and I need to I need to be amazing at it and, and I need time to do it. Yeah. And so a big shift for us has been just trying to go back to what's best for us, mm-hmm. like as a couple and, and how are my contributions part of this thing that's really great for us, not just what's best for me. Yeah.
2: You know, that's so fascinating because I feel like that's such a simple concept, right? But so difficult yeah. for sh- every relationship to kind of grasp hold of until you're, for a lot of people it's too late right and, and they just decide hey this isn't going to work out and they think it's going to be different with somebody else and it's not because i know for us i mean again i mean nate I, I mirror that experience where my former career was all about me and it's all about what i had to do and and perform on the field and take care of me and then i meet Jana, and then i retire and it becomes all about her and then it's like how do i have that mindset to go from me 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 and my own success to you know supportive or we now and and make it about the greater good and make it about each other, but when you're not used to doing that, which I feel like no matter your profession, as we're young adults, you're just focused on your career, right? Being yeah. being successful and in achieving your goals. So I mean, if that's something that you can get they can get out of the eighty eighty marriage book, then that's I mean, that's a no brainer to read that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you guys struggle writing the book together?
1: How would you answer that? I would say <laughs> I would say that <laughs> roles in the book writing process were pretty clear and so that made it easier, but I will say the end of the book was crazy. So we turned in sort of our like final draft and then we got back our revisions which I think it's fair to say were substantial mm-hmm. from the editor <laughs> right at the end of March as it was, you know, crazy quarantine. You know, our daughter was sent home from school. This is when we were still trying to like sanitize the outside of the salad box. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, right. And that part was extremely stressful. So I think sort of the struggle as you added extra responsibilities, it wasn't it certainly wasn't a walk in the park, but it was helpful to at least have a sense of what we were each. Yeah, to. and I agree
6: though that we had such clear roles that it almost mitigated most of the conflict we would have had.
1: Which is actually in some ways A gift that came from having written co-authored books before Mm -hmm. is that we learned some of those lessons along the way to make sure that
0: we were really clear. What do you do when you guys are in conflict and you have to have these interviews? And it's like, right now, I don't like you, and we're fighting. Or and Mm. how? Like sometimes I'm like, are we frauds? Because look at we're we're a mess and we're (laughs) fighting. But yet in our book we preach about this, and we're not even doing it. Like we have like we we don't we're not doing it right now. You know, in this moment, and it's like. (laughs) Do you guys ever have that where you're just in such conflict that you you're just like this is this is hard and why aren't we listening to what we've written on the pages?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that for us, this whole thing feels like a process of you have a certain ideal. In our case, it's this 80-80 marriage ideal that we're we're trying to strive for, and we're constantly falling short of it. And really the key is like, can we quickly become aware of the fact that we're getting caught and then shift. And so like just three hours ago, we had a conflict. Yes. It was about, you know, all these like COVID safety protocols, you know, Kaylee had a friend over helping her with some makeup stuff. We have a launch party tonight. And I was like, you know, that wasn't our agreement about some of these safety protocols. <laughs> And I was kind of pissed off because I was like, you know, you said you couldn't do this, that, and the other thing, but you're doing this thing with your
1: friend. But can you really put on makeup without, you know, with a mask on? I mean,
6: so, so yeah. So, like, here we are. We're about to launch a book on marriage in like five <laughs> hours. And we're having this conflict. But, but we did, I would say, like, about an hour later, we were driving and, and I was like, hey, let's, let's go back. Can we get clear on that? You know, we each, kind of, we each kind of revealed our experience mm-hmm.
1: but, but I and think, it, it
6: did feel like we got back. Totally. Yeah,
1: I think it's what you're both saying though, that there's an aspiration, but we're all human. Right. And I think that's so important because gosh, if people read the book and they're like, oh my gosh, they're perfect and they never have any conflict or any fights, th- that's not true. But I think it does give a framework where when we're off, there's at least a path back. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily instant, but there's a path back.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's cool too, because, you know, I'm rooting for you guys. There's so many books about marriage out there. And, but it's like, even though with some of the concepts you guys have, have shared that you're talking about in the 80 80, 80, 80, 80, marriage book, and then what we've talked about, they're similar in ideals, but they're said so differently. But with the same concept that it's going to it's going to hit people a different way, you know, depending on how people receive information. So I'm personally rooting for you guys. It's awesome. I love the concept of Um, what you guys are doing.
0: Ordering it on Amazon right now, the 8080 marriage. And also so we a way to connect. um, We read a marriage book together. Um, So this is going to be this will be our our next one. Our next one. So, oh, I'm so excited. And then after we read it, can we get we have you guys back on the show?
2: We will totally yes. come back oh on the Yes, oh my gosh, show. we would
1: love to talk that with sounds you. That awesome. Okay. We'll yep.
2: definitely do that once we get it finished here uh, awesome. soon because that would be a lot of fun to really dive into the deep stuff. on. And what we do is we take notes on the stuff that we're reading and what comes up for us. So we would love to process the things that come up for us when we're reading your book. And that would awesome. be a lot of fun to dive in about that.
0: I would love Oh my that. gosh, so excited. So do you guys to. have a um, uh, website so that our listeners can find you guys at 2? But also go to Amazon and get the 8080 Marriage.
6: Yeah, we're at 8080marriage.com and 8080marriage on Facebook and Instagram. So pretty easy.
0: Yay, awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Um, have a great launch. So excited for you guys and can't wait to see you on the, on the list. Thank yes, you so much. Thank Congrats,
2: you, you guys. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Look we'll forward to, to talking
0: with you about the book when you're done. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All
0: right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Hey, Bye. great job. Thanks. Oh! Thank awesome. you. Has,
2: has the recording stopped? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great job. You guys
6: did
1: great. Awesome. Oh, I know. Thank you oh my gosh! This is so exciting. For real, I'm so so looking forward to talking with you about it. When you like take your notes, uh, and you're like, so what about this part?
3: Yes. Yeah, I love the 000.
6: style too. How how like informal and fun it is. Oh you know, gosh. we've been we were on Good Morning America three yesterday, and it was like oh. right.
1: Yeah, no. gun.
2: But this is really fun to be uh,
1: relaxed. You guys have and... great energy. Oh, yeah. thank you. Appreciate thank you so you much. We right. we
2: understand. We empathize with how this book tour is. So and take know. deep
0: breaths and just have fun. And I get it, Michael. He's like, he'll be like, wait. So I couldn't go do this, but you can go hang out with your friend over here. And I'm like, well, you know,
1: like it's
2: <laughs> it's a necessity. It has to have your makeup. Makeup is a necessity, right? <laughs> there right. are
0: essentials here. <laughs> <laughs> they are, and you look beautiful. So they did a great job. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Congrats. Thanks Bye, Nate. Exactly. Bye,
2: Congrats. Good luck. Have Congrats. A good day. Congrats. You too. Bye.
0: I love them.
2: Oh, they were awesome people. That's Fifteen re- years. Yeah.
0: Uh it's just it's so inspiring because especially when you hear that they had a few bad years and
2: mm-hmm. you know, they
0: had some darker years. It's just it it's just true. There's no perfect I don't believe there's a perfect marriage and I think that's okay I think that's just as long as people can grow together and do the work that's what makes a lasting marriage is doing the work
2: yeah and it's just you know we've been fortunate to share our journey these people Kaylee and Nate, are are fortunate to share their journey and, and use their platform so it's just awesome that there are other people out there willing because again they're gonna have. They might have a different audience that that hear their things better than they heard our book or something. So it's just the more people that do this, I really root for everyone in that genre because I want people to be educated about these relationships and be willing to make them work. Right. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a break, and then I'm sure uh, Marky Mark's got some emails for us. Let's do it. <laughs> Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where Traditional Medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, hey Mark, do we have any emails?
3: We have a couple of good ones actually. Uh, This is from Alexa. She says, I'm from South Jersey and my husband's from Long Island, New York. That's where we're currently living. We're moving back to New Jersey in a few weeks because I just need to be near my family and I've really struggled with that especially since my dad got diagnosed with brain cancer three years ago. I struggle with anxiety and depression, and being in New York has been hard. I have a tremendous amount of guilt that my husband has to leave everything, but I know this will make me happier, and honestly, both of us as a couple. But I also fear it's going to be a strain for us. Do you guys struggle being away from family? Can you give me advice for not feeling so guilty? Am I being selfish? I'm so afraid of my husband being miserable and resenting me.
2: Great email.
0: First of all, I'm sorry. That's awful that your dad is going through that um i don't think you're being selfish at all i mean if you're able to move right that's and i mean it, 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 the husband doesn't didn't say he's upset is he
2: no don't say anything i i think here alexa you just have to trust the fact that if your husband had an issue or had feelings around it, he would tell you. And that's his responsibility to tell you. Because if Mm -hmm. you ask him, if he's willing to do this, and he was, and he said, I understand, and let's do it, you have to take him for his, his, you know, take him for his word. Mm -hmm. And if he tries to hold that against you, that is his work, that is all on him, and that would be extremely unfair to do in the relationship. Yeah. Of him.
0: Um, I also think too. What could be nice and maybe helpful for helpful for your husband too is if you said, you know, just check in with him. Like, hey, and and not thank him, but be like, I appreciate you for doing this, and you know, coming here, and you know how much this means to me. So I think when the person that is willing to make this move with you just if they feel appreciated to yeah. know that i think that would go a long way right i yeah. mean it's like if you know you come in here to while i'm working and filming and if i didn't appreciate you, you'd you be like why am i like what you know
2: oh for sure but
0: just to be like hey i really appreciate you coming here and being with the kids and being with us and like thank you it really means a lot to me
2: yeah i mean everyone likes to be validated especially when they're making sacrifices but that's what Especially marriage is all about, right? You make sacrifices for one another for the greater good and to support each other and show that you love each other. And, you know, even so, you're going from Long Island to New Jersey. You're not going that well. You're South Jersey. So, yeah, that is a little farther, but, you know, it's not across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and in terms of do we struggle being away from family? um, I don't think we do. I know I don't personally. um, But having said that, it's now with kids. And like my sister having kids, that's the part I struggle with because I would love, you know, and then with our niece and nephew, you know, my, bro- um, Gianna's brother, our niece and nephew on that side, that's the stuff I wish we were all closer with is to be around the kids more, be around the nieces and nephews, have our kids be around the grandparents. So that's the biggest thing for me.
0: Yeah. And I think wherever you are too, you, you, you make family, like you, your friends become family in in a sense, too. And yeah. if I could, I don't think I, I would want to. I, mean, I love my family. Don't get me wrong, but I, that, I i like to be able to just visit them as well.
2: Yeah. You and I are both that way where our friends have always been like family, family. to us. Yeah. So good question. Though. Yeah.
3: And this is from Lisa Jana. I'm currently five months pregnant and see myself as a workaholic and definitely put my job above other things, even my relationship sometimes. How do you find the balance between family and work? And does Mike ever have to tell you to slow down or try to put less on your plate?
2: <laughs> yes, Lisa, I do. <laughs> it, somehow she's able to balance family and everything that she does. Um, and also I'm I'm able to understand that if she has to be on her phone a little bit more, Around times, you know, she's good at like, you know, no, we don't do any phones at dinner. We don't, you know, when the kids are trying to get our attention, we're good at calling each other out. Be like, hey, someone says calling your name. And early on, I had an issue with Jana having to be on her phone so much. But then I understood, you know, that's what's keeping a roof over our head. Um, primarily, you know, so I have grace with that. But I do try to tell her to slow down because you're not going to solve all the world's problems in one day. I have to force her to take time for herself. Literally have to force her. And what I still am trying to get through that thick skull of hers is that by her taking time for herself, taking a night to go hang out with friends, taking a day, taking whatever, it's not just helping her, it's helping everybody. It's helping me, it's helping her, it's helping the kids. It helps the the whole crew if you just take the time every now and then
0: yeah it's just hard (laughs) but I will say I I make sure from something for me well I'll say this too it I think it's hard for me to to balance because my time for myself is working out and so I'd feel guilty if I'd have to ask ask for additional time so that's something that I'm constantly working at because usually we're like hey you take an hour I take an hour to do and that hour is usually I work out And, yeah, I would love to be able to just relax and take a bath or do this or, you know. So, it, you know, it's one of those things I'm working on. I'm working on it. But, again, asking for what I need. Ask for what you need, Lisa, because you're not going to be able to do it all by yourself and have your partner help you. All right. Well, that was a great show. um, And we will see you guys next week.
2: All right. Later.
0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort
5: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can events.